Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 414 for August 27th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Aroa McFain. It's me again. I'm sorry I'm here. Yeah, we are too. And thank you for being here, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Please let me out of your basement. Uh, no. And I, of course... I'm your host, Nathan Reen Spruth. So, Connor, where can we find you other than in my basement? Uh, you could find me, you could find Aroa, you could find you at Aroa.website that has all of our relevant social media links. Are they all One. are they are all of the relevant ones there, Aroa? They are. They oh, are okay. all there. Oh good. I, I guess two of those links I would like to draw your attention to. One of those is Clinton Score Classics, the Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. I worked really hard on it and it's all done now. You could listen to it beginning to end. And then yeah, the yeah. other one is Bug City Blues. This is a Shadowrun 6th World Edition actual play podcast. We got six... Uh, yeah, yeah. We have two episodes done, and I'm about halfway done with the third episode now. And uh, if it all goes according to plan, we're going to record another episode tonight. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll have Hopefully. another one recorded tonight, as, as long as somebody doesn't back out. And Aroa, um, where, what, what, do you have anything you want to point out? Where can we find you? Or just jillbro.website? You know, roll that website. You get the, you got the everything that's there. Good. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe someday, I'll like do something other than make a YouTube short. You know, I don't even see your YouTube shorts. I'm subscribed to you, but I think the algorithm hates you. Uh, I, I, my shorts exclusively seem to go to people who. Don't uh, subscribe to me. Interesting. Really? I I haven't made a YouTube short. I think that it would be really handy for certain things to do like um like like tech like little tech tips like le- like reading tech tips or something like that. Where I mean, there's there's bound to be a gap in the market here soon. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I've I have no idea how that's going, but I think they the the reference you're making is they've lost a couple hundred, few hundred thousand subscribers in the last couple of weeks. Oh, did they? I didn't actually check their social blade. Yeah, they they've lost like two hundred thousand subs in like a week, which. I would, if I had 200,000 subs to lose, I would be happy. And they, they just, they lose them and they still have 14 million subs. So I'm not going to cry too much over it. Anywho, uh, you, could, you can, of course, find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, at Reeton Everywhere. Uh, main one to point out is Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton, where I do gameplay Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I will be missing a little bit of time next month. I will be going... There's a trip that I'm going on. I'm going to Vegas. And then before that, my boss was like, Hey, I know you're leaving for Vegas on Thursday. How do you feel about working Sunday through Wednesday and driving all around Oregon? And I was like, (laughs) yeah. 
Uh, so I've got to drive five and a half hours to another city in Oregon called Bandon. And then on Sunday, do the stuff in Bandon on Sunday, which is just put in a new server and and label a printer. I'm driving, fi- I'm getting five and a half to six hours of overtime to drive pop in a new server, not even set it up or anything, just put it in and plug it in and then put a label on a printer. And then from there, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they want me to be in another town called Medford, Oregon, which is about two and a half hours away from Bandit. Uh, And then I drive back on Wednesday and I go to Vegas on Thursday and Friday. So I'm I'm just going to be gone and we're also going to miss a couple podcasts because of that. Anyway, that's you son of a bitch. Uh, you can record. You have access. You have a little bit of access to the <laughs> podcast. One day I'm going to wake up and a row is going to be mad at me and just like it. There's going to be like eight new podcasts of him just like farting into the microphone. <laughs> anyway, um. That so I'm gonna we're gonna miss a couple weeks there, and that kind of sucks. And I'm gonna miss a a full week of streaming because of that. But I I could probably use the break anyway. So uh, we're gonna move on. And we're gonna talk to Aroa. Uh, actually, we'll talk to Connor. What games have you played this week? I got a little bit of a list, but we'll blow through it pretty fast. Yeah, you guys know that Moonbreaker game, the one that I was kind of psyched about the the one where you can like make your own miniatures and use them in the game. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That had a free-to-play week on, well, not a week, but it was free-to-play like through the weekend and on Monday, so I tried a little bit of that. Good proof of concept. I really, really like being able to paint my own minis. And uh, I've noticed. I don't really, I don't really like the skirmishing part. No. <laughs> I think if this was a game where I could play against AI consistently and like, or even like uh, co-op versus AI or something like that, I think that would do a lot better for it. As it is right now, it feels a little bit more like I'm playing Hearthstone than I am like a skirmish game. Oh, uh, that's it's, gross. It's got something here. It's just, it, it's not quite there yet. What you want is you want the miniature, you want the miniature painting and stuff to be in like a Total War game. A Total War would be cool. Optimally, all you need to do is make um, Warhammer Kill Team, which is where you have like, a 10-man squad against a 10-man squad doing, like, specialist objectives and super small maps. Yeah. That's all you have to do. We'll but, see. But uh, that's, that's not what this is yet. I'm Next sure. on my list of games is Dishonored 2. I mentioned I was going to give that a try and, uh, you know, give it an honest attempt. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. It's, it's just not doing it for me, and it's a shame. And I think I, I can kind of put my finger on what the problem is. And that's that the world is so strangely agnostic to your existence sometimes and Mm. i'm not gonna bash too hard on a game that came out in like 2016 or whatever but sometimes you'll be walking around and people like hey you shouldn't wear that mask around do 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 other times you'll turn a corner and people like oh it's emily caldwin everybody kill her everybody kill her and it's like well i don't know what to do now like it's a stealth game so i'm gonna try not to be stealth at all but sometimes i turn a corner and people like oh hey what's up homie i I don't know man It, it the inconsistencies are making it a less of enjoyable experience. It's kind of ironic considering that both Dishonored and Dishonored 2 kind of 
like the big talking point is how the world reacts to everything that you do and all that. And I mean, I know in the first game that was not really made good on in any any major way. It yeah. feels like their efforts in the second one to make that more of a thing are just hampering itself from what it could ultimately be. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna crap on like a, a six year old game at this point. Did you well, I think I think it just takes a lot longer to make a game that can successfully make good on that sort of concept. Because I feel like Dishonored 2 wasn't in development for that long after Dishonored 1. And Dishonored 1 was really just Thief, but... (laughs) Thief with magic. Yeah, Thief with more magic. That's true. Thief did have a little bit of magic. And, like... I I can only really think of, like, the blink and the dark guy. Uh, Well, I guess... So, like... You don't use magic too much, but there's definitely a lot of magic in the world of Thief. I gotcha, I gotcha, yes. Anyway, um, what other games I, I, I'm going to abandon this Dishonored 2 topic. I've also been playing Mad <laughs> Max. That's, that's been my uh, 15 minutes before bed game lately. This game is really doing it for me. It's simple, it's rewarding, it's got, like, everything you do, the game's like, hey, you punch someone for the 50th time? Here, have a level up, I don't care. Uh, just constant rewards, and uh, it's 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 good without needing your focus. Like you could you could play, do something, and then put it down, shut it down completely, start up your next session, and be like, I barely remember what I did last time. Let's go. It's feeding that dopamine that you want just by getting new, just new things thrown at you all the time. That works for you constantly. If you're not character, if you're not customizing your character, you're customizing your car. You're unlocking things for your settlements. It's, it's got a lot to do. It's detailed. It, it's kind of giving me the the itch to play Fallout Four again, just in setting. That's good. That's good. And, and then the last game on my list we're talking about is Warhammer Forty Thousand Darktide. That's on sale, so I finally picked it up. This game's really fun. That's the one that is multiplayer right yes the left for dead in space i have that as well because it's on game pass it's super fun homie i'm not sure if you played much of it but i I... played it without friends so it was all right but i think playing it with other people would be a lot better definitely and i think i might actually end up reaching out and seeing if other homies want to end up playing this with me because uh it's pretty fun. Like I might hop on to some discords and see like what time zones people are playing in, whatever. It seems like this is a game that's already good and could be made even better with uh, team coordination. Yeah. So stay tuned for me talking about Dark Tide a lot. Good. We're gonna move and on. Other We're than gonna... that, nope. I've, I've painted. I painted so much. I painted every day of the week. I even stream painting on Monday. I saw that you went live, but I wasn't able to tune in. I only got like three viewers the whole time. It's fine. That's, and, uh, I know how that so, goes. The last month or uh, no, even more than the last like three months, I've painted like a mini and I've just been really annoyed at seeing the half completed pile on my desk. So that was my project. I did about at this rate, you know, 16 worths of months worth of work in a weekend. So that's yeah. pretty damn good. And that's good. I'm happy that you, you are getting painting done. Uh, there was my, my girlfriend had suggested because you had, you had requested a masterclass 
mm-hmm. and I got you a master class, but apparently it wasn't one you wanted. You didn't want to do candle making. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend was like, well, what he could do is if he has a 3D printer, he could like 3D print a mold for the candle that is in the shape of like one of his miniatures, like just a bigger version and then print it and then like paint with like, uh, you know, something that's non-toxic and, you know, would work for it and paint the uh, miniature on the candle, make it look like the miniature. And I was like, it well, that's cool. If every time a unit gets destroyed on the battlefield, you set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Actually, but... it's too bad you couldn't get away with selling those because people would 100% buy candles. Miniature molds? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking the candles themselves. Like, people yeah. would, would definitely go on Etsy and, and buy like weird miniature scented candles. You have, yeah, you, I think he, he could get away with it, but it would have to definitely be named something not For- Warhammer. That's the thing. Like, like, for how long would you get away with it? I wonder. Mm-hmm. These are like... my grim, dark, yuck marine candles. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean that would be neat. But anyway, we're gonna move on to Aroa, and we're gonna ask Aroa, what game or games have you played this week? I mean, you know, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm still like it, it's. I think um, I, I'm starting to think maybe I'm making a mistake in the way that I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. How's that? Uh, Because I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm not leaving enough for like, to to make me want to go back. Oh, you're doing everything. Because, yeah, because I'm just kind of, it's like, I don't want to leave any stone unturned, but at the same time, it's like, well, but I'm going to have done everything. But I know... there are I know that fundamentally, too. yeah, like there's there's so much that I can go back and do a different way. So I, I'm I'm keeping that in mind too. And I'm also kind of worried that I'm gonna get burned out on it because I have been playing it so much, but it's like every time I start playing it, I just can't fucking stop playing it. And yeah, like, yeah, I I completely understand that because I would think that by now I would be burnt out on it. And uh, I'll I'll talk about it more, but I played another game, and part part of me, while I was starting up that other game, was like, I just I should just play Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I'm I'm thinking, uh, that like, I I I don't even know uh, that uh, yeah I would have the same problem. Like I haven't even really considered trying to play a different game. There are other games that I want to play, but I'm like, I, I, but I but I need to finish Baldur's Gate. Yes. But I, but it's like, I'm already, I've played Baldur's Gate more than I think I've played any, like every other game combined over the course of the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I like, it's a good, it's, it's, can you tell me one or two funny things that happened in the game? Um, not anything super spoilery, just things that might have happened either in combat or in dialogue that you're just like, that's hilarious. So, uh, 
there is there is a way to get an item that allows you to spawn an observer. And okay. um I uh wanted to see what would happen if I just kind of used it in a crowd of people. What so is an observer? An observer is basically a cacker demon from Doom. Oh, okay. I can't remember what the what the rate what like the species is actually called. Uh, is but it it's beholder. It's yes. a, probably a speculator. Is what it is. No, it's, it's a type of beholder. Oh, right, right. And in in the game, you tend to fight things that look like beholders, but they're not because beholders are like level high level. Yeah, creatures. yeah. That's so they're a, like speculators a, or whatever. The, they're observers. Mm, okay. At least the ones that I've that I've fought so far have all been observers, and the one that that I summoned was an observer and uh, he killed everyone in the room and just kind of hung out after that. Awesome. Uh, and like, I just, I just hid off to the side with the rest of my guys and just let it all happen. And it was really fucking cool. Um, I did, also, did you, hmm? did you reload a save after that or did oh, you? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Yes. Because like I, one, I want to see how it plays out with with me having this item. Like, I I want to know why this other person wants it, uh, but also I kind of wanted to keep some of those people alive to use them later. Uh, but the the other major thing that has happened to me was I uh, was was walking through a cave and the wonderful pathfinding ai for my uh for my party members decided that even though i pointed out that there was a trap over there uh they were still going to walk through the tripwire right click um, oh i know i should have okay. ju- no no i i know that i can i can disarm it no if um, you right click so even if you tell people to move somewhere somewhere if you right click it instantly stops them moving Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, in any case, um, hit a tripwire. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which then caused uh, an Indiana Jones ball to fall down and uh, blew up everyone. Uh huh. And knocked me into a position where I think I was inside of an invisible wall. Uh, so I couldn't move or take any actions, and the rest of my party were all downed. Nice. So um, that was that was good. I had to reload after that as well because I literally couldn't do anything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was the the first official like real patch came out uh, a couple <laughs> days ago. Had so much, did so much <laughs> in it. I spent an hour reading through the patch notes because there's so much. There was it was it it went so far that Steam it ran out of characters for Steam to use. Yeah, you you have to read it on their website if you want to read the whole thing. But there's a lot of stuff that they put in the patch, and it was already like pretty good game, right? Like it runs pretty well, and I haven't had too many issues. 
There and... were several bugs they mentioned in the patch notes that I didn't encounter. Yeah. Which is a good thing, I guess. And uh, the only thing I ran into was a Vulcan API would crash every once in a while. And I haven't had any crashes. It's been nothing but like random performance issues and um, like the, just really innocuous stuff like items floating in the air when they shouldn't be. Right. I Yeah, I haven't had too many issues other than a little bit of performance issues on the Vulcan API in Act 3. And I guess Act 3 is just the worst for performance. Uh, they're fixing that, though. And I think part of that was with this patch. Uh, for me, the games I played, I actually played two games other than Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, on Monday, I played Texas Chainsaw Massacre with some friends. And it's it's okay. You played that a little bit, didn't you, Oroa? I played during the alpha test, whatever they wanted to call it. The 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 you know, but um yeah, my impression of it watching other people play it is that yeah, it seems alright. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Um there are not gonna buy there's it. there's some well it's on Game Pass, that's why I got it. I know. And yeah. it's Apparently they didn't they only had access to the first movie, the original mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And they're not able so they had to create a couple characters especially for the game because they otherwise wouldn't have enough characters to put into the game. And it's hopefully they'll be able to get like licensing down the road for you know the sequels so they can well, have they... some more characters from there. They have also been permitted to just kind of make up shit if they want. And that's what they did. Which, they created a couple yeah. of characters. But I also think that's cool because it means that down the road, even like there could, they, they have the freedom to add a lot more complexity to the game than what they were allowed to do with Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of, that, that's cool as long as the game lives long enough. and. I'm kind of skeptical that that's going to happen. It's a little weird. Know. It's a little different than Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight in that you actually have three killers instead of just, you know, one killer versus, you know, five or six people. Yeah, and it very much relies on teamwork from both sides, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that at least not in the gameplay that I've seen that it uh it really works out all that well. Yeah, it's it's all right. Uh I did have one time where I was chasing somebody and they were heading towards the house and Durga was in the house right behind the door. I'm like he's running right for you. <laughs> and so I it, so Durga was able to get the kill. Uh it starts out everybody's in the basement. Uh, all the victims are in the basement, and they're trying to escape the basement. Leatherface is in the basement. So if you are the Leatherface character who is required to start a match, somebody has to be Leatherface. And after they escape the basement, then the other two killers can start helping out. But until then, you're just waiting around 
until the people are like escape the basement. Well, uh, you can you can do some things. You, yeah, you, you can collect blood and you can like check certain things because like I, I don't think the battery starts out turned on. Like, yeah, on the electrified fence and all that. There are yeah, there are a few things you can you can sabotage the victims a little bit. Turning on the electric fence, and then there's another one where like there's like a compressor you can disable so they can't get out as easy. It's just other than doing that like little bit of busy work, you're just waiting for the victim to come up so you can start stabbing them. And it's all right. I I don't think I would have had fun with it if I didn't play with friends. But I think that's obviously something that they expect. And it does have crossplay, I think, between the Xbox, PS5, and PC. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. But I think no, it, it does, does have... So that helps out increase the user base by quite a bit. Uh, moving on, the other game, the other, other game I played, other than Baldur's Gate, was uh, the new Armored Core game. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's fun. It's good. I'm liking it. Did you stream that? I did. Streamed huh. that on Friday. I missed that one. And it is it's a fun game. I like it. You know, it's it's an armored core game. There are it, it's it's difficult, but I think it's pretty fair. Like the only time the last mission I did was a little unfair. <laughs> you it, it's it's kind of reminiscent of like a Dark Souls type of uh boss fight where you jump into a hole and they're like oh no another mech's coming oh and there are three other mechs that are invisible (laughs) and you have to find the other three mechs and take them out before you can take out the guy with the shield and it's just it's that's a pain in the ass and that took me like four or five tries to before i was able to beat it but or maybe more than that but it was still fun uh, definitely more fun than the other from software games that have come out in like the last decade. May- maybe it's because I like giant mechs that might have something to do with it. I'm gonna guess that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I, I just I don't like from software games very much. Uh, and then the other game I played, of course, was Baldur's Gate Three. This is something that happened a couple like a week ago. Not this week, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, in Act 3, you can go to a place which, which has a brothel. And they're like, oh, there are these two drow, a male and female drow that you can hook up with that are brother and sister. Uh, as part of the brothel thing. And they give you the option of doing it, of having a one-on-one session. Uh, you can do a threesome with both of them. Or if you have if you have somebody that you're in a relationship with, then they will uh, they'll offer to have a foursome. And so I was like, oh, I'll ta- I'll ask my you know the person I'm in a relationship with what she thinks about this. And I'm like, hey, so what do you think about a foursome? And she's like, no. <laughs> All right, <laughs> guess not. And the person I'm, At least I realistic. I yeah, I accidentally got into a relationship with Lazelle. Um, she hates me, but <laughs> like so she disapproves of like everything I do because I'm always like a goody two shoes in the game, 
And like, instead of getting into a fight, I always talk my way out of situations because I'm a bard. And that's how bards roll. Um, but then like there was a, a battle and after the battle, I came back to camp and she's like, I want you. I'm like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm okay with that. And then just now apparently well, we're in a relationship. Too. <laughs> well, uh, the, my, both my wife and my sister-in-law were, were both like, oh, let's hell. Ew. And I'm like, well, who fuck cares? Fucking. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and so, uh, Lazelle and I. a fucking dark elf with a cock. <laughs> like, dark, dark elf woman with yeah. a cock. Okay. Technically, I'm in an actual relationship with uh, the Shadowheart, but, you know, if Lazelle wants to come on to me, I ain't gonna. But gonna Shadowheart, Shadowheart disapproves of that, I think. Disapproves of what? Uh, uh, being in. In polyamorous stuff. Same with Lizelle. Oh, I mean, I didn't really like. I don't know if we're in oh, thing I see. or not. Like, I haven't. I haven't had relations with her. It's just that she keeps talking about how much she loves my smell. Oh, Lizelle, or yeah, that sounds Lizelle, like something. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine was like Gail kept coming on to me. Yeah, that happened to me accidentally. Yeah, me too. Like, and and like I, he's like, let me show you how to use magic. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then he's I, like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. And then everyone else in the camp is like, oh, you're gonna fuck Gail, huh? I'm like, what? I I it got to a point like you get to a point after you cast the magic that you could tell he's coming on to you, and I'm just like, I'm gonna stop this right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, he's just like, hey, so you wanna? And I was like, no. No, Gail, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm, I'm in a relationship with Lazelle, okay? I don't know how this happened. Just like in oh. real life, I'm in a relationship <laughs> and I don't know how it happened. Stop being literally that character from Inuyasha that I can't remember the name of. Um, I fucking uh uh is it the the guy the guy with the hole in his hand? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's literally hand. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he is very powerful, so that's really cool. Uh, I just the last thing I want to talk about is I did beat apparently the hardest boss in the game. Uh, oh. so I'm pretty happy. Not the final boss, but what people consider to be the hardest boss in the game. You know? I am surprising myself with how much I love the combat. Hey, like... just so you know, we have a podcast. <laughs> Where you can do that combat all the time, right, Connor? That's right. <laughs> uh, last, I, I'm giving spoilers. I'm sorry, I'm giving spoilers uh, for the Shadowrun podcast. But I killed two people by running them over with a car. Was so, that before or after they shot you with a submachine gun, though? Uh, before. Mm. Before I, I got shot with coming, a then, doesn't it? Well, I mean, they were hurting my friends, so I had to help out just a little bit. And running them over with the car seemed like the best option at the time. Anyway, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some news stories. Uh, this week has sucked. Let's start out with the, the, the sad news. Um, Charles Mar uh, Marionette? Martin Martinet. Martinet. 
Um, Are you actually dyslexic? No. So Martinet has retired from being Mario. He's been doing it what since since the Nintendo sixty four, right? Uh, since before that. Oh. He uh at the fir- at one of the the first uh Space World shows, there was like an interactive experience where you could like talk to Mario's floating head. Oh. And, uh, like like on the title screen of Mario sixty four. Yeah. And that was what Charles Martinet had auditioned for. And and like he was Mario during that. And they just kept him on for the last yeah. twenty five years. They loved him so much because he was this weird dude that showed up for years. an audition that he didn't actually sign up for. Um and then did a voice that no one had ever even considered. <laughs> I just like the idea that he was fucking around and was just like, Yeah, sure, we'll hire that guy. I he would basically pay, did. I yeah. would pay money to listen to the auditions for the "You Are the Voice <laughs> of Mario" contest. Like, how many people do you think showed up doing like, "Hey, I'm Mario"? <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> that is actually what happened. Um, he said he said whenever he showed up, he knew that like everyone else was doing like, "Hey, it's Mario. I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, let's go jump on Koopas, Luigi." And like that's, your what, <laughs> like that's what he was gonna do, and then he went, he got into the room and he was like, "Fuck it, I don't know," and he just started doing the, the actual Mario. Yeah, he was just like, "Well, hey, I'm a Mario. Hey, let's go, let's go, Luigi. I'm gonna get to mushrooms." And they were like, "Yes, that's nice. that's amazing. You're amazing. That's good." <laughs> and then he's had a job ever since. Um, yep, until did, now. Did it say why he was quitting, or is it just I've been doing it for thirty years? Uh, neither. Um, no one. No, they. There has been no like statement as far as why he is leaving the role. That's um, sad. There are. There is some evidence. Uh, I watched like a forty-five minute long video analyzing this situation. In case you didn't realize, um, there's evidence to show that. Uh, he and Nintendo may have had a bit of a falling out uh, oh, yeah. at some point, or or it could also be as simple as he has wanted out for a while and he has been winding things down and they just chose now to officially say it, maybe with all the rumors that have been cropping up. Because uh, even back with like the announcement that Chris Pratt was going to be the voice of Mario... And that Charles Martinet was only going to have a, essentially a cameo role. Um, e- even with that, people were like, "Huh, that's kind of it's kind of shitty." Um, but there there were also some other things like with the the fact that uh, he isn't doing he wasn't doing the voice of either Wario or Mario by the sound of it in the most recent game trailers. Uh, uh, I see for like the the WarioWare trailer and for Mario, whatever the fuck it was called, Dingledo, you know. Yeah, they'll do. Uh, I think they did that with the voice actor of Solid Snake. They uh, <laughs> like they yeah, drove they... him out basically because Shigeru Miyamoto or not Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, Kojima. <laughs> I sorry, I read the end of the. 
of the article I have in front of me. I was like, no, that's not right. Kojima, like, I guess didn't like the voice actor of Solid Snake, so he kept, like, trying it, to get rid of him. It wasn't so much that as he was, he is somebody who very much cares about, like, having big Hollywood actors in his shit. Oh, like, yeah. He, he cares about the, the prestige of of his performers and david Hayter is just a screenwriter who managed to get a role as a really prominent character uh so whenever um whenever he got the the chance to cast like a big name hollywood actor as snake he was like hell yeah and he just threw david Hayter to the side because you know why why keep the the guy that you know, everyone actually fucking is familiar with and likes and and like, yeah, there there's a story reason why his voice would be different. But go fuck yourself. My question is, do they on this article, it says they don't know who's going to be replacing Mario. I guess that's that is still, still the same. It's still the same. OK, are we, you a probably? I don't know that they're holding open auditions. Uh. I could be wrong, but I don't think they're doing it Rick and Morty style. Probably not. Um, I, I, I believe I, that they have already recast him. I though. personally they, think you should have applied for at least one of those Rick and Morty roles. Yeah, can, I, pr I probably should have. You can do it. You've done it on the podcast where you do a pretty good, uh, is it Morty? Do, or no, is I it Rick? pretty all right, Rick. Yeah. I just, yeah, but. I, I I think that they have recast Mario and Wario, and and presumably the rest of the characters that Charles Martinet was doing. Because if you if you watch that the gameplay trailer for the newest Mario game that's coming out, and that WarioWare game, the the voices are very distinctly, particularly the Wario one, very distinctly. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I am Mario. Welcome <laughs> to my game. <laughs> Hello, Mario. Uh, yeah, so that's sad. This week is kind of... So the, him retiring, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, lots of people passed away this week, which sucks. Um, lots of people passed away in professional wrestling, which just made me, made, me, made me sad. Made me really sad. One of them was only a few months older than I am, and he oh, passed I, uh, away. I also it just uh, Charles Martinet is not retiring from voice acting as far as, as no, far as I'm aware. He's just retiring just, from Mario. Yeah, just from being Nintendo adjacent, which leans again towards the idea of like he probably he's probably getting shut out for one reason or another. Probably, and maybe the whole Mario movie debacle is what uh, he's what like. Why it. didn't I get money for that? Which I mean, could it's I mean, fair, it's fair and valid. There, there were rumors that he actually didn't get paid for the Mario movie. Like, well, I don't, he I don't wasn't know. The voice like, actor there's no way. He was, he was Mario's dad. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh. He had a he had a cameo as Mario's dad. And, and if he didn't get he has one like line, he... and he's like, "Mario fucking sucks," and then he walks away from the <laughs> dinner table. I wonder if he has, like, a base... Again, this is all speculation, but if he has, like, a contract that's just, like, you make this much money to perform for Nintendo, and... Like it, it's, 
it's so probably he... that one way or another he was getting fucked over and mm-hmm. there was no reason for him to keep putting up with it. That makes sense. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, some video, more video game news with Epic. Epic is giving a... They've already been very generous with games that are on the Epic store. Uh, they only take a 12% cut. And, uh, you know, the developer gets 88%, which has led to a lot of people or a lot of companies putting their games on Epic because they get more revenue from there. Uh, they've also done a lot of exclusive games on Epic that I'm sure Epic is paying a lot of money for those exclusives. Same thing with, like, Game Pass and how they, they'll pay quite a bit of money to have exclusives on Game Pass or whatnot. It's in, I believe it's in the realm of uh, millions yeah. on the lower end, like yeah. like, a, like five million, I think is one of the lowest uh, payments that they've given for one year of exclusivity. Now, according to Engadget, Epic is offering developers 100% of net revenue for six months of Epic Game Store exclusivity. So not only will they be getting that, you know, let's say $5 million. But they'll also be getting 100% of that revenue, which I imagine is very attractive to developers who are wanting to put their games on, on, a, on, the, on the PC. And making games is expensive. Having, yeah. having money, like, having a, a set number being like, hey, you're going to get $5 million or $10 million to put it on this console, or the, not console, but have this on platform. this uh, digital distribution platform. That's got to be very, very attractive for a lot of developers, especially, like, maybe not AAA developers, but, like, you know, the the AA developers, people who are maybe not going to get as many sales as, like, a, a Grand Theft Auto or a, even a Call of Duty or something like that. Um, and I know Connor is still against using Epic. I'm not going to use Epic. Um, and I think Aroa does have Epic. I have it, but I have never given them any money because I'm not going to. I think I have. I, I've given them a little bit. I gave them because I bought Rocket City recently, which was I not might very have good. whenever they did their first like super coupon thing where it was like absolutely busted and you were getting shit for like less than 10 bucks like you were essentially getting like 90 percent off your purchase if you did shit right yeah because they didn't know what the hell they were doing i did i did buy something then but otherwise i've only been using it for free games which they they have quite a few good free games too i also i got a key for a game once and they gave me an epic key for some reason and i redeemed it through that it says a elephant that in the room that i would like to address and that's that i can't really think of a lot of modern games that make it past six months yeah i mean there are some but i i i understand like final fantasy 16 16 came out and that's exclusive to the playstation um and i don't know if that game's gonna make it past six months i think that the it's only been out for like a month or two and it's already not very you know it's not getting streamed a lot as much as it was back then i don't know if it's going to make it past six months it's also not very good because it's not very good 
Yeah. It, but it's also like, particularly in that circumstance, like it's a it's a single player game that, with it being a Final Fantasy game, is probably an extremely linear story. Uh huh. Like, you're gonna play through that game once and then never play it again. And yeah. like, presumably everyone who has played it or, or is is going to play it has already gone through it or they're going to wait for it to come out on PC. Yeah. It says uh, here, and I wonder if it's going to be an Epic, it won't be an Epic exclusive for PC, I imagine, because it's already was exclusive on the PS5. I doubt oh, that yeah. they would double dip in that, in that sense. I guess I know, it, it, I don't know. Squeenix is pretty, like, they're pretty petty about that sort of thing. They really are. Uh, it does say here the program will be open to developers and publishers who are releasing eligible products on or after October 16th. The product will be eligible if it hasn't appeared on another third-party PC store or subscription service on said storefronts. Interesting. So it does say, so it says, let me repeat that. If it hasn't appeared on another third-party PC store or subscription service. Mm -hmm. So that means it could, Final Fantasy 16, since it hasn't appeared on PC yet, could theoretically be exclusive to Epic when it releases. Yeah, because yeah, that, that, that's a thing that a lot of games have done recently where they'll be like console exclusive. And it'll mm -hmm. mean that it's only on Xbone, but yeah. it'll still be on PC. And it says uh, games and apps that already have exclusivity deals with Epic are not eligible, which is fair. I mean, they're they're not going to retroactively do it. Um, yeah, that's just a that seems yeah. like a redundant thing to say. But uh, well, it's 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 I think it's kind of fair to say that because <laughs> let's say a game was released this month and it was exclusive to Epic. I don't know what games that would be. But people could think, oh, well, maybe they'll be retroactively put in and have, like, five months of 100% revenue after this starts. But well, it, that would be dumb. It would be. Uh, let, me, let me just make it clear that uh, I'm, I'm going to explicitly avoid buying any games that participate in this program while uh -huh. they're on the Epic Store. Why is that? Because I don't want to support this sort of thing. I and don't I... like exclusivity. I understand that Epic just wants to buy participation in their platform in any yeah. way that they can. That's the reason that you do exclusive shit. Um, but I don't think that it's worth supporting. And I frankly don't trust epic to and and like i don't like to say that i trust valve but i believe them to be a better company overall than i do epic i don't know if i don't know what what i mean to say is i don't know what games are being released exclusive for epic that I would even be somewhat interested in buying. The only one that I can think of that was recent was uh, Dead Island Two. Oh yeah, I did. I did play and I bought and played Dead Island Two. Yeah, um, that's that's really the only one. 
because there was uh the the Evil Dead game came out on Epic Store. I got that one uh, as well, and that one was was free at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if it was on here or if it was just while I was talking to other people. I looked up the Steam charts for Evil Dead the game, and it had like three hundred players. Yeah, like total. It- it's not doing and now great. granted maybe there's a bunch of people playing on epic game store but i doubt it so it's just that like like i don't think particularly for multiplayer games and and any kind of you know live service sort of game that this is a good move um and like one of the big things that epic was doing early on to sort of sell themselves as a better alternative to steam was that they only put good games on their platform and i can say without any uh hesitation that is not true yeah that's not true at all i uh i played rock a city and that's not, not not very good i don't even i don't even mean where it's like like a mediocre game that like is otherwise well made and maybe maybe it's not even that i don't know but like it seemed like that game had a budget behind it i'm saying that like there are games that i have played uh as part of like the steam next fest thing where you know they just do a bunch of demos i played demos of games on steam and then later seen those games release on the epic store that are laughably bad like just absolute shovelware garbage that does not deserve to even be sold on any storefront, let alone the Epic game store. Like if, if the supposed benefit of Epic is that you're getting curated games as opposed to steam being more or less a free for all. Like, yes, I I understand that you're not going to get, uh, like, sex with hitler 3 on the epic game store but you're still there there's so much garbage on there obviously that like you can't even you can't trust that but a row so at that point what am i what am i trusting or what am i what am i paying for not everyone can make good games aroa correct that's so that's not everyone should have their games on any given storefront that's what i was that's what I was reading when people, when devs were complaining about Baldur's Gate 3 being great. Not everyone can make good games. Sometimes games are just going to be shitty, Aroa, and you should still buy them. Oh, okay. Well, we, should, we should settle for less is what we should do. Or you put it that way. Okay. Uh, we, let's move on to our next story. Um, so... We've spoken about this in the past. We're going to speak about it some more, probably. The Microsoft slash Activision Blizzard deal is basically going through. Uh, the United States approved it. The European Union approved it. And China approved it. Those are the big ones. If they're approving it, they're, it's pretty much going through. Um, the UK did not approve it because it was worried about cloud gaming, which is dumb, I think. I I think that's a dumb reason to be against this deal. I think there are reasons to be against this deal. What about about a cloud gaming, eh? Yeah. What about that, you know, in this country with terrible internet infrastructure? And so what they have done, and I I don't know who brought up this story. Was it you, Aroa? Let's see. I think it was because I 
Yes, I saw was. the reasoning and I was like, fuck yourself. So they are <laughs> selling part of the cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft? Yeah. That's, that to, what they're trying to do is Microsoft is selling those cloud gaming rights that they would get with Activision Blizzard to Ubisoft so that the UK will approve the deal. Yep. It's so they, they can be like, no, it's no, it's fine. See, we'll we'll just let our competitors also stream Activision Blizzard games. There's no exclusivity here. Yahoo. Wahoo. Uh, I think it Mario was dumb. Mumps. Like who cloud gaming kind of sucks for the most part. Nobody uses it. Yeah. That's why Stadia died. Yes. <laughs> why Stadia died. And, like, why you can play Game Pass games on NVIDIA GeForce Now. Does anybody does anybody play or use the Project Luna? No, nobody. The That's what? the Amazon one. Oh! <laughs> Genuinely forgot that that existed. I yeah, used it I once. One person who experimented with it, he said he tried a first-person shooter, and it was basically unusable. And then yep. he tried, I think it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the, the, the Greek one that was real popular when that was first coming out. And he was like, I guess you could play it. It's not great. And I... that's what it's going to end up being. It's not great. Was it Stadia? I think Stadia is the one Aroa... I don't know if he made I, a video I, about I it, tried. but he did on 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 Snapchat. And yeah, uh, it was like press a button and wait a second for your character to jump. Yeah, um, it was it like it was very much a, a similar experience on on both. Uh, like PlayStation Now is the worst one that I've used so far, but. Um, Luna was like, I played control on it for like 10 minutes and it was borderline unplayable. Uh, like it, it, you could play the game like that if you wanted to, but I don't, you know, just don't. Uh, so yeah, I don't even, does Ubisoft have their own cloud I, gaming I streaming thing? I don't know. Because you can play most Ubisoft games on Amazon Luna, I think, because Ubisoft just wants money. Please, they're dying. Yeah, slowly but surely. But yeah, this is most likely. I'm I'm surprised that the UK didn't just accept the deal after the United States came out and said that they're gonna accept. Oh, it the literally deal. is Amazon Luna, uh, Ubisoft's cloud thing. Oh. Oh, like if you if you go on the Ubisoft store, if you pay for your for a Ubisoft Plus subscription for eighteen dollars a month, you Ugh. get access to get access to our gaming subscription across your devices. Elevate your experience in our worlds with Amazon Luna, and then they're using games that are like five years old to advertise. <laughs> Interesting. We're gonna move on to our last story, which is a story about a game that I'm actually a little excited about. Uh, Starfield. Uh, however, this is not a positive story. In so far as somebody got arrested for sharing 45 minutes of gameplay of Starfield. Okay, so we should, we should clarify. That's not what he got arrested for, but that's what he got popular for. That's why people were like, that's oh, why okay. people were paying attention to him at all. The oh, reason this individual named uh, Darren Harris 
was arrested was because he was trying to sell copies of his review edition of Starfield or, or whatever his copy was. Ooh, that's not which good. Which you can't do. That violates NDA. Yeah, that's not. I I just read that. So the headline does say, Starfield leaker who shared 45 minutes of gameplay arrested after selling copies online. Idiot. Idiot. Don't yeah, do that. This, this is a big old. So I heard about this just because when I heard about it, I was like, no, you can't actually be that stupid, can you? They're going to find <laughs> out what you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, here's sure one enough. thing to record 45 minutes of gameplay and then just post it on YouTube like it's nothing. Yeah, I, I guessing when he got that NDA, he just kind of clicked, yeah, uh-huh, okay, give me game, please. <laughs> I am Oopsie reading this. Daisies. So the third paragraph says, Harris was charged with theft of property, property valued between $2,500 and $10,000. Theft of property was valued at $1,000 or less and for possession of marijuana. Because he's in Tennessee. Uh, which I'm just like, that's dumb. Come on. That's dumb. Um, it says, Harris has been spotted uploading listings for numerous copies of Starfield, including its premium Constellation edition on the Japanese e-commerce platform Mercari prior to his arrest. Um, I think it shows a picture here. Uh, Starfield I, I for PC the... game. Starfield for watch Xbox. Watch an unboxing video for the Constellation Edition that somebody bought from him. Oh, interesting. Double pack Starfield plus Starfield, I guess. Uh, this, these are listings that he put up there. Uh, another du- oh, double like pack uh, Starfield PC. Premium Edition. Um, and that's oh Starfield for Xbox Series X. So, yeah, I don't know how he ended up getting all these copies. Was it review copies or? Or because just... uh, there, there are some people who are saying that they've been receiving their oh. copies early. So it could be that he works in like an Amazon warehouse or something and found a, got a shipment of them and just or like a game fucker open GameStop yeah, or, or a game store fell in my truck. Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, like, so... what a dumb motherfucker. Stupid. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't sell. First off, don't steal. Because obviously he, if it happened the way that nah, we're suspecting. I don't suspecting, care about that. Don't steal stuff. Nah, I don't care. I mean, but... it's one thing if you're pirating, like making a copy of a file. I'm much more lenient from that as opposed to like somebody who pre-ordered this is no longer going to get their copy. That sucks. And they'll get their copy eventually, but that, that is. Should have pre-ordered it digitally. <laughs> I'm just getting on. If you game were gonna pass. pre-order it at all, you shouldn't have pre-ordered it at shouldn't all. Shouldn't have pre-ordered the game. Yeah. Yeah, you don't pre-order games, it, like I do. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't do that. I pre-ordered. I'm sorry. I I pre-ordered Baldur's Gate three. If you're gonna pre-order anything, pre-order it right before it comes out, so that you still get the benefit, but they don't get the the sales figure. That's what I did. It was like a day before Baldur's Gate three released, and I was like, I'm gonna get it. And, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then another game I pre-ordered is I did pre-order WrestleQuest, but that's an indie game, and I just wanted to make it. I, I wanted to make that uh, popular, which is good. Indie games are fine. Yeah. Um. In interesting though, don't don't do this. Just don't be stupid about it. <laughs> like though, I I don't necessarily. Okay. I, another caveat on that constellation edition that comes with like physical merch 
That's yeah. not cool. Don't yeah. steal those. Don't definitely don't steal at least, those. At least not no, don't steal the pre ordered. Is ones. that the one that comes like, with the watch? I think so. Oh Maybe. man. The watch remember. that if I like I don't collect things like that. I collect things that I would want to that that I actually use. Uh I had a friend who got like a really rare uh I think it's karaoke. It's like a karaoke slash Sega Genesis with a Sega CD in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. When we hang out, we should do karaoke on that. And he's like, I'm never playing this. <laughs> and I'm just like, but then why did you get it? So I can have it. And so if I were to get the consolation edition, which I would not get because it's way too much money. It's $300. And it, yeah, and it comes Oof. with the, if it comes with the watch, I would be tempted to wear the watch, but I would also not want to wear the watch because then I would ruin the watch. And, and, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Why would you get it if not to have it? Exactly. It, to actually use it. Why would you get something if you're not going to use it? Is my, is my thought when it comes to these types of collectibles. I was um, also expecting to see a lot more people walking around with pit boys on. So I, I guess what I see as acceptable is. Well, they made the it same. for people with fucking baby arms. That's why next you don't time, see that more. Next time I visit Aroa, I will magically start wearing a pit boy all the time. Yeah. Fucking. And, and Aroa's just going to be like, where'd my pit boy go? And I'd be like, on stream, like, ah, oh, look at my pit boy. It's awesome. I 3D printed this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you just need to do is you just need to steal somebody's arms and then swap oh, them for yeah. your own that's what Don't you can do ridiculous. right <laughs> uh, but like, yes I don't even think I could like it's not even fat like it's my my fucking arm bones are too large to fit in that thing feasibly I, I don't know I don't know, I, don't know. I, I think I'm with Nathan on this one you have to take someone else's arms and then that's the display piece, but now you have an arm to sit inside. It's a, so, so that way they know it's supposed to fit on an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's, here's the thing, though, Aroa. I, from what I understand, you're 6'3 and only 215 pounds. That's, that's what I thought. Right? I, is this a joke? It is a joke because Donald Trump says he's 6'3 and 215 pounds. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't understand what reference you're making. I haven't weighed 215 pounds since you were 10 in a long, in a, in a long time. <laughs> very, uh, probably before that even. I, I almost got up to 200 pounds once. And yeah, yeah. like four feet tall. I am five foot six inches. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am like almost four feet tall. I am almost a foot shorter than Connor, which Puny. is sad. It's okay. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna end the podcast. That's what we're gonna do. I would like to thank you for being here, Aroa. Yeah, whatever. I would like to thank you for being here, Connor. Let me out of your basement. No, and we will be back next week with some more podcast stuff. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.